1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, hello, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Grief Gang podcast. It's been a minute since I've jumped on the mic and the only reason I can say that really is because I just not really, not really felt like it. It's been quite hard. Obviously, during this time in isolation and quarantine and whatnot, to find the motivation to do things, and, you know, you get them people that are saying, "No, now's the time to you know be perfecting that skill." To be quite fucking honest, I've been a lazy cow, <laughs> and that's why I've not been um, been on the mic for quite some time. But this topic, I've been, I've been sitting on it for a while. I've been thinking about what I've wanted to say with it. And I feel in a good headspace today to do it and to do it right to in, in my eyes. Um so yeah, this week's this week's episode is gonna be titled as They're not just a number, a statistic. They are your loved one. And this obviously falls into with the current times and with the virus absolutely rife and not just the virus. There are deaths still every day that are not caused by the virus, but because the virus is obviously the only thing that we're talking about, I'm finding and I'm seeing, and from what people are saying to me as well, that there's a lot of fear going round that people's loved ones, when they're dying, are just falling into this death toll number, whether it be corona, from passing from corona, or just passing in this current time. There's a massive, massive fear and anxiety that somebody's loved one, their loved ones, are just going to fall into this death toll number. And it really, really weighed... On my mind and my soul, and it and it still does. I mean, how can it not? Because I've started to to think. I've had people close to me who have lost loved ones, and I've began to think that they're about to enter this journey in their lives, enter this grief journey, and they're not even getting the the basics to grieve so to make that kind of make sense really this will be quite a waffly episode I think because it is a lot more of my thoughts on this um, and I'm, I'm sitting in I'm thinking and I feel I'm heartbroken for them obviously because they have lost a loved one inevitably but I'm also heartbroken for them for the fact of that most of them weren't even with their loved ones when they died it was either via a phone call or via a FaceTime with a nurse and then that cuz that's such a key a key a key part of your grieving and your and, and the way you process things and and then rolling into these people aren't having the necessary you know, memorials or funerals or commemoration of life like like I had or like most people have had. They're being stripped of the basics that are going to help them in their grieving process. And I've sort of sat here and I just thought, OK, what can I come on here and sort of advise them on, on what to do and what... I keep thinking if I was in their shoes... What would I do? How would I help me when i'm not when I don't have those those basic those basic needs met and it's been hard I, I'm sitting in and I'm I can't just sit here and say I have the answer or what I would really do and, and my heart really does break for any of you who are experiencing a loss right now in this current times because it's so abnormal. And you, and you you probably feel like you don't have a lot of people to turn to and say, well, what did you do? Because everybody would turn around and probably say to you, well, oh, I don't know, like, you know, I, I was able to have that. But today is just, it's not me to sit here and say like, oh, well, can't help you there. I just, I wanted to take this episode and put it out there so that, even if you are feeling a little bit abnormal and you're feeling like nobody's getting it because nobody's been through what you're going through. I just want this episode to be an acknowledgement of your loved one. And I've had, um, I put a post out a couple of weeks ago on my stories on the Grief Gang Instagram page. And I just put it out there if anybody would like to share Um share of if they have lost a loved one either be it due to the virus or just a loved one during this time and the measurements that are in place that are that are restricting you and I've had two people write in and I will share their stories at the end of it and I just wanted it to be a place of because from from the messages from what I received of people is that the the running theme for all of the messages is that they don't want them to just be a part of a death toll. They don't want them to just be a number, a statistic. They were a person and they were a loved one. And what sort it is sort of why just because there's mass death, does that make them less important? And you're actually right, it doesn't. It doesn't make them any less important. They are important. And they are your person. They are a person with a name, a family, a friends, a personality, a life, a career, and they have every right to be acknowledged. So that's sort of just what I want out of this episode to come out of. Um, I'm so just scrolling through my notes. Um, oh, my mind's gone absolutely blank. <laughs> I'm reading through my notes, but I'm not actually reading, you know, and you're just a little bit brain farting. I'm just sort of reading through my notes, actually, and that was sort of just really summed up everything I just said. Um, I see a note in this of what I said is that the point of this is that there is going to be a lot more people joining this club, and that is true. I did a post on it, actually, what, last week, week before? and i put it as i don't want you to be part of this gang i really don't and it is because nobody ever wants people to be part of this grief gang this grief club this grief community but unfortunately the unwavering truth of life is that we will actually all become members of this um i'll i'll dedicate this part to already grieving people, and how we feel that, you know, how can we best support these people who are now who are now joining this club and joining our gang. It's the fact of, as I said before, I feel like sometimes I don't have the right thing to say, although I'm in no way, shape, or form a professional or anything like that, because our experiences for people who are losing people now and people who have lost people previously to this... They're so different. We are going to feel like as if we are we we can't support them, but we can. and although yeah at the end of the day all of our stories are completely different. So we can still support these people. yes, they they're not going to have the same let's say quote unquote closures if you ever really do get closure from it, depending how you see it we 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 can do these people that are joining this club in the most some of the most horrific ways show them love show them support and acknowledge their loved one. Oh, my dog's made an entrance hello jasper little bastard and acknowledge their loved one if you have a friend or a family member who is struggling let's say a friend who has had somebody passed away i would like to think that everybody would acknowledge it and not just brush it off as, oh, just another person, stuff like that. Ask them their name. If you don't already know these things about their loved one, ask them because they're probably already feeling like the world has just forgotten about them, like we have all experienced. We've all experienced thinking the world's just forgot about them already. But can you think how quickly that is already happening for these people? They're probably thinking, so. say, you know, whoever died on a Tuesday... Someone else probably in their vicinity or in their life may, may die on the Wednesday or someone they know and then it's all, forget about their loved one. Because there is such a mass death rise at the moment, these people are just falling into 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 numbers and statistics and it's not right and they absolutely deserve them and their loved ones to be acknowledged and treated as if like they were the only person who died. Just give those people that time of day. I buried my head in the sand for it. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a saint. I buried my head in the sand about it for quite a while. And then it just, it really, really did hit me one evening. And I just thought, not even to pity these people, nothing like that, I never pity anybody, but these poor people that that are, are feeling like this, that are feeling like their loved one who meant so much to them, is just falling into a number. And I just thought, what what can I do I, I I can't I can't make everybody stop and stand still but I thought if I can and if I can let a few people know who have written into me and I'll share their story then then that's me acknowledging it and I'm happy to and I want to acknowledge it um Oh, that's what it is. Do you know what? My brain is on a fart, an absolute fart. Also, as well, I wanted to share and I saw that that's me waffling. But you know who puts things into actually great perspective and into actually words rather than jumble like I do? So if you're not following them already, this is a um, let me go on their bio. So they're called The Self Space and in thereby this is how they describe themselves we are a contemporary mental health service based in the uk offering a good conversation with a qualified person hashtag we got you so the sales space i've been following them for a while they're an absolutely amazing instagram they have instagram page but obviously their service what they do is even more incredible but the other day they they post obviously quotes up um every day or whenever they like. And this one, it really caught my eye because it it did literally emulate everything I'm rambling on about now, probably not making sense of. They put it into such just poignant words. So I'm just going to read it out to you. So the picture is, it's a quote. So quote, "'We must not allow this pandemic to rob us of grief. There is no such thing as mass death. People die one by one. Each is unique.'" And then their caption goes as funeral services at most churches, synagogues, temples and mosques have been suspended indefinitely by social distancing orders. This has robbed families of the rituals that follow death because we can't travel and be by the sides of the dying and other loved ones right now. We naturally feel helpless. We can't mourn together. Holding the hands of the dying and spending time with the body afterward are ways that we as human beings acknowledge the reality of a death and begin to embrace the pain of the loss. These are two essential mourning tasks that will be naturally more difficult for people to meet in the weeks and months to come. And without a funeral or memorial to plan, extended family members and friends may also feel as if there is nothing they can do to assist those who are mourning. This in itself is another form of grief. What can be done? Holding brief, immediate virtual memorials, including some type of ritual, like a candle lighting service, can bring comfort and honour the process of loss. This can always be followed by a larger, impersonal memorial when they're once again possible. It's never too late to return to the rituals we need the most. It's also also important to remember to be kind to ourselves and understand that things aren't normal right now.
0: Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party
1: started. This is a time to recognize that we will do the best that we can until we can do things the way we want to. And I've read it and I was just like, oh, amazing. That is everything I wanted to say in the absolute blur. Um, but the thing I find really key in that is um, it's never too late to return to the rituals we need the most. So when this all and that's what, you know, a lot of people tend to say or, or I've tended to say as well. If, somebody, if I'm talking to somebody who has lost somebody at current time Um I, I ask, are, will you plan to hold a memorial, a ritual um, after, after you know, this has all blown over and we can all be, be together again? And nine times out of ten, they've all said yes, but we've gone on to speak and there's been obviously worries that, you know, are people going to be bothered by this time? You know, whenever we're going to get out of this, it's sort of as time goes on. And yeah, they will hold the memorials afterwards. But I think there is a general worry from these grieving people that will people care once this is all done. Um, and the only thing I would I've always said to them or advice friends whoever said that is that the people who matter will show up. We could say if, God forbid we ever come out of this six months down the line. I don't think we will be, so don't panic. But I don't know, whatever. But say God forbid we did. I would like to think that the people who mattered in their lives would show up whenever to commemorate and remember their person's life. So that's from this self-space, and I really wanted to share that on this episode because I found it really, really helpful. Um, I now want to roll into share... When I put my Instagram story out of asking people if they would like to share something of their loved one, I'm going to read two that I received. One is kind of short and sweet. The other one is a bit lengthy, but I'm, I wanted to read it out because she's complete. it's, it's really beautiful. But um, when I put this out, my story went along the lines of, um, I asked people how, how, what sort of difficulties are they experiencing right now? What difficult measures are there? And I got a reply from, my grandma passed away the week before last, so this was dated the 6th of April. Um, We are only allowed 10 people at the burial service and we are not allowed a proper church memorial or wake, which is difficult, especially because she was such a popular lady. (laughs) 88 years old and had a better social life than me. So we have asked the funeral directors to drive a certain route from her house to the cemetery to allow most of her close friends that lived locally to stand outside the front of their houses so they can see her go past, which I thought was a lovely thing of them to do. We have also asked them to drive past her church, as she was very religious, and ordinarily we would have been having the funeral service there. But sadly, we can't until this is all over. I thought that was really lovely that the funeral directors they 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 you know adhered to, adhered to that, and they drove past all her friends so that they, so that they could have their little bit too. Um, so that's quite a positive one. Um, and this next one. <clears throat> It's quite lengthy. I'm just putting it up out of my flagged um, direct messages. So, this uh, one is about a, um, a young lady reached out to me and her boyfriend who passed away. <clears throat> so stick with me, I get might get a little bit of a dry throat. So... My boyfriend passed away very suddenly three weeks ago now. Since then I haven't been able to visit his family or his friends due to the lockdown. I saw three of my friends the day after it happened and they've dropped me off care packages but I had to sit outside in the garden two metres away from them as they watched me pour my heart out and cry. They couldn't even hug me. My family only met him once so they aren't grieving for him or even able to talk about him much with me. The ease at which they talk about what happened and ask me questions about his funeral is really hard to hear. It's like they're talking about holiday plans and giving me suggestions. Oddly, I can't get too excited about his funeral, nor having to plan what I'm going to say. I know it's affected them, however, I know they didn't know him, so they're more concerned for my well-being, which seems utterly selfish and ridiculous to me right now when he is the one who has died. My parents haven't even told my grandparents or aunties and uncles in case it worries them. I understand why everyone is stressed in the current climate, but I really wish all my family knew as I'd really appreciate even just a message or two from some of them. The fact it's being kept from them so to them to not stress them out makes it feel like my stress and my tears are something they want to hide from my family or isn't worth upsetting others for. My family, who are meant to be my biggest support network, don't know and can't support me even over text. I wouldn't usually rely on my family to be my support network. It was my boyfriend and the friends who have been. The decision from my parents to not tell other family members isn't an uncharacteristic decision. But now without my friends and my boyfriend or the ability to see his friends and family it makes everything feel very lonely in my boyfriend he was the person I shared everything with more than my own family so it's difficult now to rely on others who don't and can't support me in the way I need all I want to do is go and see his family and hug them and talk about him all I want to do is reminisce with his friends about him my friends had only even met him themselves a few times over Christmas and on my birthday as we had both been at uni for most of this year So even then my own friends didn't know him nearly as well or have many memories. I can tell everyone struggling to know what to say every day as there's only so many thinking of you, texts they can send and only so many platitudes I can bear to keep hearing. I know my friends want to be there but as they physically can't be, it's difficult. As there's nothing else to do other than stay in and go on walks, all I can do with my time is sit and think of him. He never leaves my mind. I've been sorting out clothes today and going through old boxes of things, and I find myself talking to him and wishing I could show him old photos and things in my room. Even going on walks hurt. The first time I went on one, so I lost my place. I went on one and came back in. I completely broke down, just hanging up the coat because I pictured me and him going on walks around where I lived together, which we never even got to do seeing the sun shining for the first time this year and all the nice weather upsets me as I look around and feel he's just missing it all I put on a pair of flip-flops and my heart broke that he's never seen me in summer clothes and we didn't get to be together for just one summer his funeral is in a few weeks and there can only be 10 people there all of whom I'm going to have to be sat two meters away from as none of them are my own family He deserves so many more people there. The fact we have to wait to do a proper memorial with everyone there who would like to be is really horrible. It's really hard to even process or accept what's happened as everything feels entirely surreal right now. Life feels like a dream anyway, so I keep expecting everything to go back to normal one day and him just to come back. Everywhere I look, I think of him, and I can't help thinking what he'd be doing right now if he was still here. It upsets me seeing other people complain about not seeing their loved ones during lockdown. They all seem so ungrateful to me. They only need to wait a few months so they can see their loved ones again. Whereas after all this, there is no end date to my waiting. I will not ever get to see him again. And then after that, I asked her, is there anything that you would like to say that you would like him to be remembered by? And um, she replied, there are so many things I wish everybody knew about him. He had so many dreams, such a future and everyone, not just myself, hasn't stopped saying how just how positive he always was. He had the biggest smile that could light up the room, was always laughing and was impossible to ever be sad or angry around. He was just always excited and would never say no to plans or ideas. One of his mum's friends was telling me how at Christmas they'd all accidentally got in taxis and gone home after a Christmas party and left while he was in the toilet. When he came back home he tried to be angry with them all for leaving without him but he just ended up laughing. He couldn't be angry if he tried. Just such a beautiful and positive soul. So many people always told me he was a really calming person to be around. I knew it wasn't just me who felt that way but it made me so proud hearing things like that. Oh, I'm trying not to get teary. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you to those two people who wrote in, and I hope um, you hearing that, hearing somebody else—not specifically me at all—but just hearing that somebody else has heard that, and they've heard your story. And I acknowledge them, and I hope everybody, per- everybody who listens to this episode, they acknowledge them as well. And I hope we can all majority of you who are listening to this are obviously grieving people as well and one thing I've learned with all the grieving people who have lost people in their lives who they have met they all carry this newfound empathy with them some show it more than others Um, some it, it shies away a little bit more but you you find when you lose somebody in your life this new empathy inside of you and you begin to feel things for other people deeper than you've probably ever felt in your life prior to to your person dying in your life and sometimes it's a really it's a really bad trait to have sometimes (laughs) I found that in the last few weeks feeling everything so deeply and so and and really carrying it on my shoulders but then at the same time um somebody actually said to me um he said you know Ab, I can see why you know you would think that is not say a bad quality but you know a difficult thing to carry but they said but how beautiful is that that you can that you can empathize with people you've never met and you probably will never know but you can feel that pain and you can empathize with them and you can and you wish them love and you wish them light so i hope after this episode what I want you all to sort of take on board from this, as I feel like I don't really need to say, because like I said, we all have this newfound empathy. Um, Just ask people, acknowledge their loved ones, acknowledge that they were people, ask what their name is. Their name is so important. Ask them what their name is. Check in with them, because... They're not numbers, they're not statistics, they're not just part of a daily death toll. They were mums, dads, brothers, sisters, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wife. The list is endless. But at the end of it, these people were people and they have every single right to be acknowledged. So with that, I'm going to end it on there, grief gang. Um yeah. I hope that wasn't too much of a little ramble for you. I'm sort of feeling... I felt a little bit nervous coming on here today. Um, I think I just need a little bit of dusting off, to be honest. I'm really, really missing all my guests and stuff like that. It is hard to talk to yourself sometimes. Um, but, yeah, when this is all done, the the lineup for guests is absolutely incredible. And, I do you know what? I, just can't, I can't wait to just be out outdoors and just meeting all of you and hearing all your stories and I'm just really really missing that right now but it's not it's not upsetting me if anything I'm just I've just got so much to look forward to that I can't wait to be free and to be out of these four walls and to be mixing with you all again um but until then until that lovely day comes when we are free I want you to all stay safe stay well. Stay connected. It's the one thing I just... I can't stop saying to people, like, stay connected. If someone hang up the phone, stay connected. Um, it's so important to um, Talk to people outside of your household, whether it's picking up the phone, FaceTiming, chatting with your neighbour. Just talk to people outside of your household stay connected on the grief um community online um myself and poppy from the grief case if you're not following it already we are doing instagram lives every wednesday uk time at 3 p.m and it is an hour or so for you guys to get your questions worries concerns just come along and have a little chat we're doing instagram lives 3 p.m wednesdays um it's just a time for us to connect, for us to connect with you to just have a chit chat because you know there's power in words, isn't there? So, with that, lots of love to you all and yeah, happy listening. Bye. Hold up.